0: Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio. Real herbs, real life, real easy. Now, a word from our sponsor. This show is brought to you by Occupy Medical, free, integrated healthcare for all Sundays 12 to 4 in downtown Eugene, Oregon. Visit their site at Occupy-Medical.org. Welcome to Show 63, herb lab with mushroom medicine, inspired by Peter McCoy. This week, we reviewed last week's show and discussed some cool mushroom preservation techniques. Later... We'll discuss lemon verbena in Herbal 101. Now, here are your hosts, Candace Hunter and Sue Sierra Lupe.
1: I'm Candace Hunter. And I'm Sue Sierra Lupe. And welcome, welcome to Real, Real Herbalism, Herbalism Radio. Radio. All right, Sue. Here we, we go. Been, we've been on the fungi this yes, week. Yes, we have. <laughs> yes. Our, our our interest has been mushrooming. It has
2: been. In ah. fact, I've been lusting after the mushroom pictures on Instagram all oh, week.
1: I know. God. So many places, they're already pulling in baskets of chanterelles. and. Then I belong to this one Facebook page that always has identify this mushroom. Mm. You know, sometimes it's just people being lazy. Right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Some of those pictures of chanterelles, you're like, really? You can't identify that. Come on. Well, it could be a jack Does it glow in the dark? It doesn't. Oh, okay. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's kind of a telltale sign. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, or they some people don't understand the basics about habitat. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. They'll they'll take a, a mushroom from a place that's just like nothing but pine and then they they wonder is is it this mushroom because I saw this in a book. That one grows in the country of Chile. Yeah, exactly. Or, so hello, look
2: at this birch bolete I found under all those pines. All right. Probably not birch bolete. Possibly Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Either that or else you're not telling the truth about where you found it. Right. Where did you find it? <laughs> Out mm-hmm. here. It is
1: hard. People do not give away their mushrooming secrets. Yes, I they bet. They do That's not true share their over. spots. Yeah. Yeah. But we got the mushroom festival coming up, and we've got some rains coming up, so we are definitely looking forward to a bounty of, of different mushrooms this year.
2: Yes, we are. Well, for me to get my mushroom on, even though I haven't been able to get out into the woods yet, mm-hmm. I've been revisiting some old things like the tincture that I started last June, also inspired by Peter McCoy. Yeah, I got it started and I have to finish it. I, the, the finishing part that I haven't done, what I started with was Chantre, or not um, shiitakes, dried mm-hmm. shiitake mushrooms in Hundred percent Everclear. So, what is that called? Hundred proof.
1: Right, and yeah. so that, and this is all you did. You have yeah, it, I just stuck them anything in, down. Yep, or, nope, I just stuck them in there. As very mushroomy, it does smell. Can you smell that, Patrick? It smells like the earth encased in booze. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does. It's got. I know. <laughs> it like, wonderful sting as yeah. you're smelling
2: it. Like right. oh, that smells. Oh. yeah, no, yeah <laughs>
1: so, My nose hairs
0: are, cur- are curling.
2: So my next step after I take the soup that I'm making right now out of the crock pot and I free up my crock pot again Uh tonight is that I'm going to put the, I'm going to strain the vodka portion out and keep that. And then I'm going to take the dried, the dried now rehydrated mushrooms and stick them into the crock pot with water. Okay, And then I'm going to let that go probably overnight and knowing me because I'm lazy into tomorrow and maybe Friday Mm -hmm. because again, lazy. So I won't get to un- You say it like it's it a bad thing. Wait, wait. It's the way wait, it is. You're going to cook
0: these for two days?
2: Yeah. In, Why? Just in there to pull out the, the water-soluble, water-soluble soluble.
1: constituents. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Oh, then.
2: So then. So you- no, wait. Then, there's more. There's wait, more. wait.
1: There's more. So
2: then when I've done all that cooking of it and I strain it off, I'll strain off the, the mushroom bits and put those aside and I'll take the water liquid and the vodka liquid and I will mix them together into one glorious medicine. Oh, it's shiitake. Mm. So you know, normally I guess people do these do this with like cordyceps or reishi's, or mm-hmm. but shiitakes are good for you. They're healthy, yes. and I I forgot they do have a one medicinal property. Something At like least. it's something like um, replenishing the nervous system or something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a good one. So That's I thought good. this so is what. When I When do I have. we get to eat them? Well, the shi- probably Saturday. Just torturing you, Patrick. Yes, sorry. So that's mm-hmm. that's one of my let's let's work back. I'll come return back to mushrooms since I can't get into the woods. Let's mm-hmm. pull out of my pantry. What, what I've you got. got. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I did that too. I when I made sh- the shiitake, I haven't made Shiitake t shirt, but I've made other t shirts of mushrooms and I made mm-hmm. it a little bit differently. I'm really curious to see how this particular type turns out. Because I'm used to doing yeah. the Christopher Hobbes method. Which is how does that difference? This it,
2: is the McCoy a, method.
1: Yeah, this is it's similar except the process is switched around a little bit.
2: Yeah. So, I've heard of that doing yeah. the
1: water first, then Correct. the vodka. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. And I'm sure they'll both be awesome. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, there's many different ways to get to something. You don't have to only follow one way. That's true. I also cool. decided to pull
2: out the Chanterelle vodka. Yes. So we're, we're gonna, gonna have a little that. taste of that. So it's just
1: golden color.
2: Mm-hmm. I used I used Svedka. I actually so like did that, the bottle. That, that the bottle well it's known? currently in is the bottle the original vodka came from. This is a
1: lot of vodka. It was a lot of vodka. This is like straw?
2: this is like looks like a two liter bottle, like one of those Shasta or Pepsi yeah. bottles, it's it's giant. Like, it's glass, but it's glass yeah. and it's vodka. Okay, here you we know. go. We use
0: vodka. it to ring in. Before we go out to mushrooming
2: Mm
0: -hmm. and ring back when we come back in, shot before and a shot after. That's why there's so much. That's why there's so much. All right, here we go.
1: Clinking the glasses. (laughs) Here we go. Um. (laughs) It's got some kick to it. Well, yeah, it is. It's vodka, (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Yeah. and the Swedes know how to make good vodka. I tell you what, (laughs) (laughs) the after. Sorry, the aftertaste. Mm -hmm has that chanterelle
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's caramely caramely yeah the caramely yeah. actually is, okay i'm gonna drink the rest of this little shot <laughs>
2: well, it's
0: not beer i mean it's vodka. i don't
1: have
2: okay <laughs> it's vodka it's good though i mean and all i did to make that one was i bought the vodka. like i said it's a giant bottle so it's mm-hmm. and it's a 40 percent, 60 proof vodka and then I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I essentially made a lightweight tincture with it. So I just stuck fresh chanterelles in the bottom of it. Huh? There's still some little floaties. Yeah, there's. I haven't done the best job of straining it. Hey, I did, but hey, then things. What's subtle. that mean? <laughs> it's a
0: natural product.
2: That's right. That's right. It's got some chunks. This is garden style. So, and you don't have to use Svedka. You can use whatever vodka you yeah, like. Yeah,
0: we're not getting paid by We No, no I,
2: I just happen to really like that. The flavor of that one. Well, yeah.
0: so. it's, it's distilled five times.
1: It is. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: I, Sue, are, are you okay? I feel really.
1: It's not like it was like
0: moonshine there, no, girl. <laughs> it
1: was. Well, I mean, I just had some coffee here and drinking that and then. That was a very different thing for my my mouth. <laughs> mm. Well, the third thing I've got oh. for
2: you is the one that scares me, to be quite <laughs> honest. It's also a chanterelle thing. This one is salted chanterelles. And I have had these for a oh my gosh.
1: very, very long time. Oh, my gosh. The visual here. How do I describe this? Okay, so, so like, we have a mason jar yeah. With some milky material, and <laughs> salt. Got these it's salt. and salt—it's all salt. So the and way that I wine. made these What's was the
2: I took—it's
0: the liquid that was pulled out of the mushrooms.
2: It's from oh. the mushrooms. So the way these were made is I layered dr- or fresh chanterelles with salt, Oh. and I this is about the size of a quart jar, uh-huh. and I lay, and I layered it about two thirds of the way up. Okay, and I made sure that the chanterelles were completely covered in salt. Okay. So you're supposed to use this like within a year, I think. I'm not really uh, sure. I did it and then haven't yet done anything with we it. We actually
0: no, we actually so, we did a did we uh, like a roast or a pork roast with them with
2: on it. it. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh my gosh! So, so I'm
2: I'm reaching in here, and what ended up happening is that within a few weeks, the um, the water, the salt had pulled all the water out of the mushrooms. Yeah. And so there's this liquid, weird, orangey liquid on the top, which is shiny. It is. I mean, it's not it doesn't look like it's not like moldy or anything. Uh So it doesn't.
1: But it still scares me a little bit. Yes, it's it is scary. So, uh, what,
2: noticed, are you? Noticed, no, you have to do it too. Oh, I've got one right here. Oh, right, so oh, what, oh my God. That, oh, that fell that is, off mine. That is it so tiny.
1: I'm going to try it, but okay. this get, is. Get
0: ready for a salt blast.
1: Here we go. Yes. And, and so, yeah, and then you put it in the water. So, yeah, what, what, I, us. what I. Before Ooh. I gave it to these guys, oh, I so did Salty. rinse it off
2: in some plain Ooh. water. But <laughs> 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 get the vodka out. Get wow. the vodka out. Oh, man. You can really taste the the, the salt. <laughs> and, yeah, <laughs> it is very salty. <laughs> so these were this this preparation was oh, traditionally used. This so good for me. What you should, what you would do?
0: <laughs> I'm gonna have some vodka.
2: <laughs> yeah, you want another shot over there? Um, what you would traditionally use these for would be to. Like, coat your Cornish game hens or your chicken or sure. turkey or right. seasoning. pork would probably work. Yep. Um, so, you would coat them and then roast the meat and then potentially <laughs> peel them off. And you That's wouldn't have to salt your meat because the salt yeah. comes 100%. You would not have to salt it at all. That is an awesome, face, Sue. <laughs> uh,
1: I crunched on a salt crystal. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> Oh, this is so
1: good for me. Mm, you
0: know, woo. the vodka tastes amazingly better after
1: that. Oh, I bet. right on! I'm, I'm going bet. there, yeah. You go, go for it. No more salt crystals. There
2: we go. <laughs> oh wow, it does make the vodka taste a lot
1: awesome. Let's have vodka, you. <sighs>
0: Okay. And salt,
1: uh, the salt is not my my favorite flavor.
0: Actually. No, no, and I yeah. think you know. Oh. had done it after seeing it as a preservation technique to try sure. it. Yeah, and it was that was the year we that we had so many mushrooms that we had a bumper crop that year.
2: Yeah,
0: we haven't had anything like that since. Yeah. Was I with
2: you? One you know, of the mushroom hauls you were you, with we us. We that went out yeah. a second times. time. Yeah, yeah. And,
0: yeah. Um I remember just so many mushrooms.
1: So man, I mean, you, we had a trip pickup. We had
2: easily yeah. a pickup truck bed full or, of mushrooms. Yeah, I mean, yeah you had That
1: table out there, I remember covering it. I
2: mean, Ooh, and it was. Wow. I mean, we did that over a couple, few different mushroom trips. But that was that was the year where I made. I froze mushrooms and I gave them to friends because yeah, you know you had we can. Yeah. We canned <laughs> them.
0: We canned them that year. We froze yep. them. We, we did the salting. We did the vodka. Uh, we ate them. I mean, Finn, our son absolutely hates to fall here because he doesn't like mushrooms. And when we go out <laughs> mushrooming, everything we make for three four weeks has got mushrooms. mushrooms in it. It's mm-hmm. mushrooms. It has mushrooms, mushrooms. Everything has mushrooms. Mm. And he just, oh, he cringes.
2: I Aww. think for me, one of the best things that came out of that was freezing them and realizing that if you have a lot of them, because I parboil them briefly before I freeze them. And if you have enough of them, and you mm. dip them, strain them out without pouring out your liquid, you have an absolutely wonderful beginning of a soup stock. Mm. And then I canned that gravy or gravy, yeah, exactly. So that was one of the treasures that came from that year of ridiculous abundance in Chantel's. Was that hedgehog year too? Yes, no, yeah. hedgehog year. We had. Yeah, a bunch of I other.
1: got some hedgehog ones from you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, yep. That would be the year. That mm-hmm. was the year yep. that
0: it, it would stayed warm, and then it got cold, and then the hedgehogs really popped. They popped everywhere, mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. had a lot of them.
2: Nice. Uh,
0: sometimes we get maybe a handful a year. Yeah, yeah. But this year was a lot of hedgehogs That I'm year funds. was a lot. Yeah. Um, the other thing that is interesting that we did that year as well is um, you dried a ton of chanterelles.
1: I did dry chanterelles yeah. that year. That and was my first year of drying too. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. and they're
0: like they be like a chanterelle chip. They're really they're kind of fun to. to
1: Yeah, they are actually like –
0: The other thing, though, you did was you powderized um, mushroom stems. stems.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh. In a coffee grinder, like a spice grinder, Uh and it was Mm -hmm. a powder.
2: I dried them, and then I powderized them. Powderized them. them. I cut them up into small chunks and then powderized them. What do you use that for? Seasoning. Seasoning and thickening. It does a really nice job for thickening. Sure. Like when you have a stew or a soup or something, you want to – it worked really well. Nice.
1: And you just threw them in the food dryer. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, got stems. And grind yeah. them. Yeah. You know, chanterelles are a little bit
0: different because they're kind of like, you know, they start off and the stem becomes the, the – Yeah. I'd say fruit, but stem becomes the mushroom. It's not like a button mushroom where you have that stem. You, or a cap. You use pop it doesn't yeah, right yeah. cap, really. Yeah. No, you know, exactly.
1: There's no cap. It's kind of part of it. A little right. parasol part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good idea. I just took some of the – it's from last year's. Looked through my stock and went, oh, I still have some dried – Mushrooms and I dried. I had some leftover shrimp mushrooms, no shrimp mushrooms, lobster mushrooms, and some leftover chanterelles, and soaked them. And mm. I've never used the uh, lobsters in Hungarian mushroom shoot, soup before, so this year I'm doing a- that, and it, it's beautiful. Yep. Oh, it's I like can imagine the color's got to be gorgeous. Pulled, yeah, like an orange yeah. color. So I'm kind of happy to see that. That's um, exciting. Yep. Yeah. And do. those littler ones, they just, you know, like, we are thick. Yeah, yeah. They so are really you really, thick. I mean, if, they, if you don't soak them long enough, they turn into little erasers. Yeah, they do. <laughs> you know? They but do. with the chanterelles, they're thin. Yeah. And, the, and it seems like. They absorb better.
2: Yeah. They have a lighter, fleshier
1: body. The lobsters are, they're thick, but they don't, they don't seem like they have as much density. Well, no, you yeah. usually find those
0: underground anyway. I mean, they, they have a little bit exposed, but they're mostly, a lot of them are underground.
1: Yeah, so that makes them more tender. Those well, no, I solo. wouldn't say
0: tender. I would just say more they don't have the same moisture maybe mm-hmm. as like a chanterelle does, but because they're that crispy, well, chalky they, kind of they texture.
2: Start yeah. off with, they start off as russolos, which yeah. aren't as moist as chanterelles anyway. Right, mm-hmm. And then Rissolos, the yeah. lobster Virus, fung- fungus. fungus that gets on them, I think, dries them a little further. Oh. Because yeah. they're even chalkier once they're lobsters than they were as rosolas.
1: Mm-hmm. I yeah. love
0: finding lobsters. Yeah. They're just a fun. treat, you know. So
1: oh, my God, nice. it's red and orange. It's amazing. Yeah. And this <laughs> field of green, of you know.
2: <laughs> it's so
1: pretty. And usually we're looking for chanterelles and find them. Yeah. It's yep. yeah. yeah. really nice. Uh. So I'm excited about that. So
2: you've Aww. been up to
1: a lot of mushroom study and yes. heady mushroom things. Big mushroom stuff. Yeah. Well, I've I've got a little project that I've been working on. Uh, I have some papers over here, where I'm trying to identify from p- one picture, uh, a, a p- what is the species of this mushroom? Some of them are very simple, the puff balls. You know, I know what area they're from. Some of them, it's an orange mushroom, and I don't know what the gills look like. I don't. I just know it's pretty, and it's practically impossible for me to figure out what it is. And this good. project is part of. Oh, Amber Lotus has a mushroom calendar. And yeah. the first year that they put it out, which is going to be this year, they've got some um, nice text, but they wanted something, like, that had some uh, they want history to, in it and yeah. a little more, uh, little, like, something that people will read all year round, even though it's only, like, 30 to 60 words and something be like, oh, that's here's more a story.
2: Like, something that's more like some of the other calendars you've done for them. Yeah. That. Like some yeah, of the herbal calendars. A little bit of a story for people. Last year, did you do the bee calendar? I did, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah and that yeah. was just, like, a one or two sentences on each one. Right. So, but it was That's little fun. pieces about what's happening in bee world, and there's an opera house that has bees, beehives on top of their roof. Yeah. And they sell the honey as part of their fundraising. And, yeah. you know, it's just little pieces of the world in bee land. Nice. So this one is going to be mushrooms. This one's Similar. It's yep. exciting. So I'm learning all about Canadian mushrooms. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Field trip. Take off, eh? Yeah, that's right. That's right. But it's, it uh, gave me justification to pull some of these wonderful herb books or herb books, mushroom books out of the library. Okay, so what are your three? You've got three here with you today that are your old favorites. What are your sure, three these, old favorites? And this is for IDing mushrooms, right? Right, yeah. So this is uh, this one here Mushrooms and Other Fungi of North America. And it's by Roger Phillips. And it's got great pictures. And I like the way it's organized. And sometimes, you know, I, there's a couple of other mushroom count, cal- um, sorry, books that I like, but they're drawings. And I'm not that good at being a visual person mm. so i look so like
2: th- the word the word descriptions better yes yeah
1: yeah so i kind of and this one has a lot of one. does this one have a lot of the word then it has a, and it has a lot of habitat stuff yeah it's and it's um it's got basic things like it's not edible or we don't know if it's edible oh nice. i.e people haven't put it in their mouth and then live to tell about it or you know or they just haven't shared their knowledge they haven't shared their knowledge yet uh but it's It's a very. uh, It does
2: look like it's got a lot of good pictures. It does. Um, Each of the mushrooms is set against a solid colored background. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty easy to pick out what colors you're looking at.
1: For people that are more artistic, then I think that this might not be their favorite one because it's all the same. It's just like against blue felt. But then, like with some, my problem with some of the artistic books is it's against a variety of backgrounds. So it in the colors. Green-ish. It can be hard, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
2: i I I'm being the artistic type, yes, but I still prefer for IDing, I prefer something like where the mushrooms are set against. I yes. like to see them set against a background that's consistent. uniform so that I can tell the different colors and I can compare one
1: species to another because I might be looking at my mushroom saying, which is it? Right. If yeah. I don't, you know. My problem with this book is that some of the pictures are kind of small, so some of the things that I'm looking for, like a texture on the stock, for example, it's a little difficult for me to pick out. So that's my complaint about the Roger Phillips book, but hardly, hardly a complaint, because there's plenty of others. And this other one is Mushrooms of the Pacific Northwest by Steve Trudell and Joe Oh gosh. Mm. And
0: it
1: again it's it's got a nice photo and it's just on the Pacific Northwest going up. bit to Canada I've noticed and the photos are really pretty and it's it's really really basic so it doesn't
2: that has a lot less information for on each
1: entry yeah but the other thing about this one that I particularly like is that it'll have pictures in the area that it's growing so I can physically see oh this is a uh, there's some Ginseng or whatever in the background, and that lets me know. You're yeah,
2: or it's against a bed of pine needles, pine versus needles, grass, or deciduous
1: right. tree. Yeah, leaves. It's yeah, not out of context. So that's that's a really nice little piece, I think.
2: Yeah, that's a nice, a good one. Especially, I like having multiples around multiple yeah. guides because each one will you can you get a, a more rounded picture, right? So, when you're, especially when you're trying to idea a new mushroom, uh-huh. I like having multiple experts to check in with
1: essentially yes. and multiple perspectives. And it does have, you know, a nice uh, key in the back. And it also has like the, um, uh, what it, what is this called? The measuring stick or whatever, the ruler. Oh, yeah. It's got the ruler the back, on the back cover, which is pretty to help, nice too. Yeah, for perspective. So, You've got a third one there that's one of your there. favorites. Yeah. Your old mushroom. Ones. Mushrooming with confidence. A guide to collecting edible and tasty mushrooms, Alexander Schwab. And this is uh, there's another one that this particular author has put out that um, I think I read first. This one's the newer one, 2010 is when it came out. Although there's another edition, 2012. And he talks about some real super basic stuff. Like here's what here's what gilled mushrooms look like. Don't eat them no just like yeah. <laughs> just these these are the basic pieces to to look at and and yeah. what to avoid and what not to avoid and and just it looks like a really basic, good book basic, if basic. you're
2: if you want to get your nomenclature down so you know what parts to look at and what you're talking about so that that way when you go to another
1: field guide and it says the gills are right you know sponge like yeah he gives a know, lot more information about them, and he was really showing in detail uh, um, mesh patterns, for example, that Bolits will have uh, this and real close ups rather than just mentioning it and having a basic description, which the other books will just will go into. Sure. But not not to the degree that this particular author goes into. So I really like that one. So, Mushrooming with Confidence.
2: That'd be Allegiance an excellent, Bob. yeah, excellent beginner guide.
1: Yeah. I, and
0: I think even for an intermediate mm-hmm. to be refreshed because I think, you know, we go in to the woods sometimes and we want to get more than just chanterelles. I know they're there. Yeah. Uh, but well, because we'll of time, the speed or whatever, or we're not really sure on that one. But having that general um, education and ID and identifying the ability, you know, identifying mm-hmm. them a is a wider is better, variety. Because yeah. like, I know there's sometimes we'll go out there, and there's Naria, an chanterelle,
1: right? But yeah. there's
0: all these other, like there's shrimp mushrooms, and there's um, deceivers, right? And then there's Hidio uh, Gumphidius, um,
2: the hideous
1: Gumphidius, yeah. <laughs> and,
0: and there's all these other great mushrooms that you just walk by if you don't know what they are.
1: Yeah. yeah. So it's it's nice to have the really described in detail, um, whereas like I was talking about with these other books, that maybe a paragraph about right. each mushroom species, and this person Al, uh, Schwab just focuses. Um, and then the book that I bought this week. Okay, your guilty pleasure. My guilty pleasure is it's a Falcon Guide: North American Mushrooms, a field guide to edible and inedible fungi, and it's written by Dr. Orson Miller uh, Jr. and Hope H. Miller. So there may this is one that
2: there. this is one that the um, mycological
1: society. society has been recommending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fairly new uh 2006 as opposed to some of my other mushroom guides which are really old and decrepit
2: yeah like our old mushrooms demystified <laughs> yes, and our what's the other one that all the rain
1: promises, of the rain promises yes.
2: both of my i have two copies Go-tos of that to and to there are, are two books. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah this one is a nice one because there are so many new mushrooms that are being identified and this one had ones in there that i didn't find in some of the other books which was kind of fun. Not like this is super new, but it's just, it's immense. It's much bigger.
2: I like how it separates out the mushrooms by families. And then the pictures are large and easy to
1: see. Right. Yeah. And it's got a nice wipe is. off ca- cover.
2: Yeah. Which I, I <laughs> look I'm,
0: I'm always frustrated life. because the mushrooms in the forest never want to look like the mushrooms in the book.
2: <laughs> Yes, <laughs> yes they don't very you trends. know
0: every time is this, is this is this is this is this this oh, well it's halfway
2: between this one and right? that one
0: well it kind of has the same stock and yeah and the killer right. kind of the right way but it's but not that's where it's like the birding. definitive
2: that's where it's like birding where you have to really know your nomenclature and then you mm-hmm. have to read along read the description and look at the picture together.
0: Confidius Glutenus Var glutonus. Yeah. Hideous Confidius. Yeah.
1: Glutanus glutanus. yeah. yeah. And the they the author spends some time talking about, authors spend some time talking about the distinctions of the different genuses. And mm-hmm. then, you know, like uh, one of the things that I think is interesting is how the debate rages between, uh, you know, like with boletes, There's now, they're, they've they kind of separated up boletes. Like bol- Bolete, the uh, different genuses, they've now said, oh, well, this one's no longer a belete even though it's related to it. It used to be called a subfamily, and now we're giving it uh, its own genus. Yeah. Because it's – and they're like, it's no, the, the, the science doesn't, doesn't bear up. And, and kind of nice to have them broken up in those pieces because it's like, oh, the things that are not Boletes anymore, you can just say, that, that stuff doesn't taste good. So now that I've identified <laughs> what used to be subfamily but is now its own genus, okay, great. I'm not going to put that in my mouth because that's nasty. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so there, there are some advantages and disadvantages, and it separates out from me more. I my I don't go to subfamily like I yeah. I don't read the the ID books and then I don't spark off of that. But if it's its own, uh, yeah, if they've separated I, to its own special little genus, then I think oh new member uh. of the family but it's not yeah.
0: yeah well along with the um the books there's two apps that i i've used in the past and one of them is called um rogers mushrooms
1: rogers mushrooms very, very
0: british and it's kind of a flow chart on how to identify a mushroom and that one's for an ipad
1: uh-huh.
0: and it's um
1: they key it out for you
0: yeah you, oh. you basically um Well, they've changed it. They've updated the app since I last looked at it. But uh, you go through a kind of a uh, process. Does it look like this? Does it look like this? Does it have this? Doesn't? And it starts to narrow down what the possibilities could be based on those very basic physicalities. And then you can narrow it even further. And I've played with it a few times to test it as far as I know what that mushroom is. So if I'm going to ask the questions or answer those questions, does the flowchart work? Mm -hmm. And it seems to work. Mm -hmm. The other one that... um, I have for my phone, it's just called um, Mushrooms, and you can get that on the App Store. It It has nice drawings, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And it, but if you click on, uh, like I clicked on, oh, here's Shaggy Maine. It has a nice picture on a white background or drawing mm-hmm. on a white background. And it talks about the ed- edibility, the ed- the etymology, the habitat, season, similar species, and some of the, you know, physical identification right. that we talked about.
1: right. But – Attached or unattached gills.
0: Right. But it, you kind of have to know what you have in your hand, I think. With this. Right. It's not really a field guide in that you're saying, oh, this might be this. It's very informational. It's more
1: com-
2: confirming. It's more if you know what you have, then you can look at information about it. And you're – yeah, confirm. Yeah. You know, it I does mean, have if, the spore print information. Yeah, it does have the spore print.
0: That's and it, That's yeah. cool. And remember, that is the probably the number one way – to differentiate between the different species in a, in a mushroom farm. A yes.
1: four print. yes. prints are really important. are great. Bruising also helps yep. a lot. Bruising. Yeah. And, and I'm the seeing the flesh. more yeah. books talk about the smell.
2: Yeah. That's nice to see that yeah. happening. Cause the smell is distinctive. Very distinctive. Oh, it smells like glue. Okay. Oh. Well, <laughs> yay. That would be from the unedible side of the family. Right. <laughs>
0: so. Anyway, a couple of different apps to look at on the uh, app store. There's, Probably and we'll Android have links. versions.
2: We'll have links for those on the show notes, right? I don't know, will we? Well,
1: sure. Yes, we will.
2: <laughs> yes, we will.
0: I don't know. You do the show notes. I write that. them, you, but you I don't know that, where right? these
2: apps are. You'll you'll get the links. They're on the
0: App Store.
2: You'll get the links, right? Yeah, you'll send me the links.
0: See how she did that I, over on the, on the air? So now I'm committed to doing committed.
2: that. You're committed. That's it. That's it.
0: So are you going to put all the links to the books in?
2: Yeah, I've already written
1: down the titles and so oh, really? I can did get those you? in did there you? for us. Yeah. <laughs> it's my <fun laughs> working with Mary couples. I just want
0: to... <laughs> <laughs> poor Sue. Oh,
1: poor me. Oh. Sitting here drinking the coffee someone yeah. else made for me. After my say. vodka someone else made for me. Yeah. Mm, the suffering. The
0: suffering. <laughs> so um, I think that's about... A good wrap up for the for the mushroom part. Yeah. So, I think you could find us on Facebook.
1: You can. You can find us on Facebook and Pinterest. Pinterest. On Twitter. Twitter. Mm-hmm. On uh, Instagram. Instagram.
0: At, at right now, it's the hashtag #ThePracticalHerbalist. Share your a, images.
1: An mm-hmm. ad uh, in uh, the the Skylab. So when when the robots come and take over, you can see it on there. Sweet. So you took yeah. care of that. Then. I took care of awesome. that. Awesome, thank you. I looked you. in the future. I saw Terminator, and I said, "I want to be a part of that. I want to do that. So, so, it'll
2: okay. be fun." That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, and also
0: with that, um, if you That'd like it, two the shots podcast, there, make sure <laughs> yes. to let, let everyone know at iTunes. Go ahead and write us a testimonial. We do appreciate it.
1: Yes, yes. Please reviews, do. testimonials. Check That's out awesome. our website. Because we have a lot of stuff on the website. Mm-hmm. Our ebooks, and we have recipes all over the place, and we have a bunch of stuff about mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, look forward to it. I sure do.
0: And now a word from our sponsor.
1: This Thursday, September 29th, is the first day for a brand new program. Yeah, if you've
2: been following us, you've been hearing us talk about Learning Herbs and yeah. their Herbal Compass and the free webinar, which I hope everybody had a chance to get.
1: Yeah, I know. But, free webinar, that's nice.
2: Yeah, it was pretty cool. But here we are, Thursday. Now it's time to sign up for the program. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's they only have three days to sign up for it. It's yeah. the Taste of Herbs program. And the reason why there's only three days is because... In the past, it, is signed, it has filled up really fast. It does, so they only need three days. Yeah. So,
2: do not hesitate. Please, don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just just go ahead. Go for, for it, it
1: today. There's, you know, if you snooze, you lose. Yeah, exactly, that's, exactly. And they do they do what they can to make this as, as user friendly as possible. There, there a color wheel that they turned in. You know that you. Yeah, think, oh, it was cool. also awesome. the
2: the flavor wheel was really cool. It's very yeah. useful.
1: Yeah, and it's pretty. Yeah, and it is. It's pretty. And then there's of course the webinar is very informative and it really gives you an idea. It's not like you're like going in blind.
2: Yeah, exactly. You've had a chance if you've checked out the webinar. You've mm-hmm. had a chance to see how Rosalie and John teach. Yeah, and to get a feel for the program.
1: Exactly. So, and then the, just go by our word for it. You know, why, why, why wouldn't you trust us? We're of wonderful course. people. I we vote. Know, I vote we that we're wonderful. We know what we're talking about. We always 100%. <laughs> know what we're talking about. But we have an affiliate link. And if y'all touch that affiliate link button, then it will bring you into this wide world of wonders for Taste of Herbs program. And it also gives us a, a, a little like a portion or yeah, something. Yeah, we, we make a little bit of a made a little bit. Right. Yeah. Which, which would be nice because this is an expensive hobby. It is. It well, is. this
0: is a hobby though. It's a, it's a business. This is a business. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, is. this is this is why we choose to do these things because we think they're important. Yep. But also it helps us a little bit. So – Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. So it if you want to difference. sign up, if you want to check it out and you want to sign up, mm-hmm. you want to go to our webpage, practicalherbalist.com and you'll see the ad up in the banner. Right. It's pretty. So that's yeah, that's that's one option. If you are on our newsletter list, you will have gotten the show notes for this show mm-hmm. and so you can there'll be links there so you yep. can sign up through that. If you are interested in our Facebook page, if you haven't already stopped by, you should, of course, love our Facebook page because it is so awesome. It is. and ourselves. And on our Facebook page, you'll notice that we have some links, some posts for Taste of Herbs program. Right. So you can go use any of the links in any of those spots to sign
1: up and to give us a little commission and a little bit of support. Yeah. So you get education and you get to help us. Yeah. So that's nice. And then you get some little toys to play with your your uh, flavor wheel.
2: Yeah the flavor oh. well and the, the program itself comes with like all whole big mess oh, of like yeah. a workbooks and I mean it's a really it's a robust program. It's a lot. It's yeah. yeah.
1: Hands on learning, I'm all about that for yeah.
0: sure. Herbalism one oh one. This is part of the show where Sue and Candace answer a listener question or teach you about an herbal definition or term covering basic to advanced herbal knowledge. If you would like the dirt on herbs, herbalism or anything else related, you can send your question using our simple contact form at realherbalismradio.com/herbalism101. If we choose your question for the show, we will send you a free PDF ebook, Natural Nutrition by the Practical Herbalist, currently available for 4.99 at the Practical Herbalist store. Here's Candace and Sue to discuss this show's Herbalism 101 topic. Today's question comes from Kimberly. Kimberly asks, Hi Candace and Sue. First off, thank you for this fantastic podcast. I can't get enough. A few episodes ago, one of you mentioned that you had recently used, used lemon verbena for an earache. I have a friend who has chronic earaches and also a large lemon verbena plant in my yard. I would love to find out more information about using lemon verbena medicinally since I've searched my available resources and most of what I can find is related to its culinary use. Thanks so much for your help and wisdom. Kimberly.
1: Ow, Kimberly. Yeah, ear infections are awful. Yeah, they sure are. That's one of the things that I get a lot. And uh, if this person also is getting a lot of ear infections, I seriously recommend going, I hope they've already gone to the doctor and had it checked out to make sure there hasn't been some like uh, physical problem in the ear or some other reason why they've got an ear infection rather than just seasonal picking up whatever virus comes floating by. But it's another one of those things, and I know we seem like we do this every single podcast, and (laughs) we say, well, that's a symptom. (laughs) But it is. Ear infections are a symptom. Yes, they are.
0: Well, aren't they a result of something else, though?
1: The ear infection? Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of different diseases that you could have had or bacteria that you could have had that would cause the ear infection. But the ear infection is just us detecting that we've got something nasty in there. You know? Oh, I suppose. I suppose. I mean, you could have had um, damage to your ear, and then like there's an opening or something, mm-hmm. and then it just keeps getting infected.
2: Well, you can also have sinus condition. That's where your sinuses are swelling. Yeah. So if that's out of balance, it can cause swelling down into the tubes of your ears, which will then can result
1: in an ear infection. Right. Or you're getting your molars in. Yep. Or yeah. you have an infected tooth.
0: There's a lot of stuff that happens in all the cavities of our of our head that work together
2: yeah. Right, yeah. to
0: make awesome stuff, but also problems.
2: Yeah. yeah. But if we assume that this neighbor has done his or due her diligence. due diligence mm-hmm. with regard to medical stuff and is just, some people do, like I get chronic sinus issues. Right. You know, it's the yeah. way my body works. Yeah. You know, fear infections just are something that comes back regularly. Or, like, strep throat's another one right. that when I was younger, I got it every year without fail. I have it at least once, often thrice. Yes. You know, Ooh, <laughs> yeah. thrice. Yes. Thrice.
0: We got to use Ooh. that in our <laughs> brain. it betwixt cool. your brain?
1: <laughs> 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 Whilst we wait for her answer. <laughs> so, but for, yeah, stre- Yeah, so, sorry.
0: Well, what are the most common. Causes of
1: that here. Uh, strep is is the seems like it's the number one thing that we run into our area, but okay. in different areas because their temperature is different and moisture is different mm-hmm. in different areas, people will come down with different things. Also, there's the you know what are you susceptible to? My thing apparently for a while was it was a real favorite for my body to pick up strep and strep throat or strep infections mm-hmm. of some kind, and strep is one of the things that. You can get, and you, you show it shows up in your ear, and you get ear infections with that. Sure. So, that's not as much fun as I would like. But, but there if we have it. If
2: we assume that this neighbor's, you know, that for Verbena may work
1: for him Works or her, good, yeah. what
2: are some ways that you can use it?
1: Okay. Uh, there's a study that. that um, I picked up and was really well written and you can see the entire thing, which a lot of times you can only see the abstract, right? So you have to pay to see the rest of it, which, you know, we are living in the land of cheap here. So uh, we don't like, yeah. we don't like I don't like, like to paying pay for, for it. shit. <laughs> and, yeah. um, but this one is by scholars research library, the annals of biological research. This is from 2013 and the name of the study is evaluation of antibacterial activity of lemon, Verbena leaves, so it's a it's a four page, pretty pretty easy to digest. It even has pictures. And what kind of did they make tea? Did they they made an aqueous extract, which is tincture. So
2: they tinctured the leaves.
1: leaves. Woo hoo! So that's easy. 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 So if you haven't already, get a tincture going of your leaves. Follow our uh, uh, practical herbalist instructions for making tinctures. Yep, you can use the cold infusion method. Mm Yep. And this, it's kind of a, a woody little plant that turns into a little shrub. And these lovely little leaves are quite tasty and it makes a very palatable. Either you can make it into a tincture um, and just follow what they have here because they, in the study, it talked about this is really good specifically against gram positive bacteria, which is what strep is. Yes. Although it does help with some gram negative. So it is technically broad spectrum, but it does really, really well against the um, gram positive, and that's, that's our little friend, strep. So, so what kind
2: of conditions does lemon verbena, verbena like to live in? What would be, like if I want to grow it in my garden, which I do. Right, you uh, do. Which Hint, I Hint, do Hint, yes. desire to do.
1: Yeah. What
2: conditions? Am I planting this in the sun? Do I plant it under the dug fir? Do I plant it right. near the rhododendrons, by the roses? What's, what's the best
1: conditions for them? Um, well, I'm growing mine in a pot, That is in a kind of a sunny little west side of my porch.
2: Okay, so and
1: I think decent
2: full to partial sun. Yeah, and you probably want it not too not sloppy wet, right? But not ridiculously drought dry either.
1: It should be able to overwinter in our our area. And I think the reason why I got mine for so cheap, well, number one, it was just like uh, the branches were as long as my finger. And they had right. no leaves on them. Yeah, it was mostly dead. It was mostly dead. So that's why I got it for like under a dollar right. at a garden store. Right. And the person that sold it to me just said, are you sure you want this? <laughs> <laughs> it's got some life. Look, I'm scratching it. There's some life in there. <laughs> oh. Okay, Sue. <laughs> poor Sue. Yeah. But it's still alive and it's growing. It's and growing. it's nice. Yeah. So yeah. I think that it just as a shrub. A shrub is a mm-hmm. shrub is a shrub. So. Yeah. Yeah, as long as it's – I don't know how well it tolerates freezing or anything, but I also imagine it would make a lovely syrup.
2: It probably would. And I'm guessing that whether you're using it like culinary or medicinally, it's going to provide a lot of good antibacterial um, – to your antibacterial action to yes. your diet, so that's ultimately that's going to be a healthy thing. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that if you're going to use it specifically for the earaches, you probably do want to actually tincture it. Yeah, but if you want to just prevent stuff from coming back, like you've gotten past the earache or the strep throat or whatever, and you just kind of want to have something in your diet regularly that's mm-hmm. healthful, lemon verbena would be an
1: excellent addition to your soups or your teas. Sure, or if you're one of those people that just likes to have. Toast every morning with jam. Mm-hmm. You know that would be a nice thing to add to the jam. Yeah. You know, not not the chopped leaves themselves, but make it like a, a jelly, like you would. You just that's how yeah. you would make your your liquid there, and then strain out the the extra pieces, and there use your medicinal dose.
2: Yeah, one of the things that's nice about it is that it isn't specifically medicinal. It's got mm-hmm. a nice flavor that can be used as just. Part of diet, part of life, and then you can intensify it when there is an illness coming on or you've been exposed.
1: Right, Uh, it makes a great tea. Yeah, you know, and it's a a nice thing if you're just making like a lemon verbena honey.
2: Oh, that would be really tasty, really nice, and easy to use. That would be really easy to use. I wonder if it dries well.
1: You know, I I, I've seen it. I actually got it from Mountain Rose. a big thing of dried lemon verbena and made it into a tincture. Oh, nice. Just from, because my little tiny nice plant wasn't big enough. Yeah. Tincture, <laughs> but I have learned very quickly that I need, I need to have it in my life. Yeah. So. That's yeah. probably why
2: that little itty bitty plant managed to grow. <laughs>
1: yeah. So it was like nipping at it all it's over like, the place. No,
2: this woman needs me. Yeah. I must prevail.
1: Yeah. So, but that's a, that, that's a good plant, and keep try to figure out what your your most likely scenario is that is is given the person ear infections, and if you take it and it doesn't work for you, yeah. well, so what? It's yeah. not horrible tasting. Sure, yeah.
2: I imagine you could make an oil with it too. Oh, if you were gonna do for ear infections. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking about that. I'm like, oh, you could do that with a little bit of the. Like mullen and garlic mm-hmm. and lemon verbena, yeah, and then do a, a hot processed oil, and no. then use it by the dropful, yeah, and maybe some Saint John's Wort if you've got it. Yeah. If you don't, then
1: have you had good experience using all in the ear? To pr-
2: yes, treat- actually, yeah, okay. we have, and f- I've used it for my basset hounds. We used an oil. And I just rubbed it in their ears. I had one bass in particular. They have the long, floppy ears. And they're a dog whose constitution is very damp. So Mm -hmm. they're more likely to get ear infections as opposed to other dogs. Like Mm -hmm. dachshunds aren't as damp, for instance. They have the same floppy ears, but not as damp. Mm -hmm. Labs also don't have that constitution. Mm -hmm. They still can get ear infections, but bassets are particularly prone to them. Mm. So I would wipe out his ear just carefully because it would get really red. I felt used to feel bad for him because it would hurt. So I'd carefully wipe out his ear so that I could get as much of the waxy bit out. Just like with a wet cotton swab? Yeah, okay. and then I would go back with it. And I, I avoided using water, so I would use like maybe a little bit of like – um hydrogen peroxide or something that would evaporate reasonably fast. Is
1: that what the vet recommended? Yeah, or? you don't
2: want to introduce more damp into an oh, already damp climate. sure, sure. And yeah. when it's damp is the prevailing problem, often you have a combination of a yeast infection and a bacterial infection. Mm-hmm. And so the garlic was for the bacterial infection at that time, and the mullein, I think, was for the yeast. Okay. If, if I remember right, I think that's what I was using for the yeast. Now I would probably choose like podarco and I would use a... I would like for the damp portion, for the cleaning part, I would use a powdargo wash, right? And then I would use the oil part because it offers uh, the medicine, but it also offers protection against furthering the dampness. Yeah. So, yeah. and then when my son was, I don't remember what age, maybe six or something like that, he got his first end, I think only ear infection. infection. Maybe he had it twice, mm-hmm. but either way, he was not prone to them. But he did get one at one point, and we used the oil and worked mm-hmm. really well. Yeah, and I think on the one or two odd occasions where I've had an earache start, I've used the oil and done mm-hmm. the job.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I've only I've only used worked with cats, mm-hmm. so when they get an ear infection, I am just wiping it out with the oil. Yeah. Anyways, they don't yeah. really have to be giant ears, so right? I mean, it was yeah. always using uh botanical oil. Very simple. Yeah. So that worked out well, but yeah, I, I tried putting some in my ear when I got an ear infection, and it did not work for me. Mm, yeah. But I think because one of my ears is physically compromised, then that maybe that caused a little bit of a problem.
2: Yeah, and your overall constitution isn't as damp as mine.
1: <laughs> I've got that wonderful watery, earthy, rounded sort of body. And I'm going to go ahead and take like that it. as a compliment that I'm not damp. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kenneth. <Kansas. laughs> All right. So, well, thank you very much, Kimberly. Yeah, yeah good question.
0: And Kimberly will get a – what does she get for her question being read?
1: A, a glowing feeling of being really famous here. <laughs> no, she gets, the, <laughs> she gets the
0: natural supplement. Oh, yeah, the nutritional, nutritional, nutritional supplement. nutritional guide. Yeah. So that's, that's why right. you, you want to put your questions in because you could win that guide. You it's $5 it. on our store, but, hey, yeah. it's free if we, if we get your question
1: yeah and it's 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 electronic so it doesn't even take up room in your on your bookshelf it's it's very yes. eco-friendly it is eco-friendly. instantly recyclable there you go. <laughs> yes
0: this show is brought to you by occupy medical free integrated health care for all sundays 12 to 4 in downtown eugene oregon